I get this question all the time. How soon is too soon and how late is too late to prepare? That's what we're going to talk about on today's Fed Pilot podcast. Welcome to Fed Pilot, where we help make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. Cassie, 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 is it too late? Is it too early? We get these kind of questions all the time, don't we? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I always hear, oh, I'm I'm so far off from retirement. Uh, I'm, I'm not ready yet. And, uh, you know, and then it's like, okay, well, then you get the flip side of that where it's, I wish I would have known that earlier. Yes. I wish I would have known that 10 years ago. I wish I would have known that 20 years ago. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the number one comment that I get um, in the feedback from our workshops is, oh, I wish I had known this 20 years ago. So if if a lot of people are retiring around 30 years and they wish they had known this 20 years ago, those who have, you know, been in the workforce for five, 10 years should already be starting, do you think? Is that is that too early? Do you think? I mean, I don't think there is a such thing as too early because it also depends on when you started in the federal government, right? <clears throat> Some people begin after they've already completed uh, another job and are receiving retirement pay from another source, um, whether that's state or local or military or whatever. Um, it can depend on on that situation. I believe you know, planning for retirement as early as possible is the best solution because there's things, tweaks that you can make or, or things you can put in place to help you really be set up for success moving forward um, in that retirement plan. So I don't think there is ever a, a you know, too early time to start right. planning. Yeah. But unfortunately, we often get the latter. Yeah. Um. I think we have all seen, Cassie, you and I have seen this a lot, but I, I think just about everyone by now has seen where you put in like a $300 a month from 20 to 30 and then don't put it anymore. And you're going to have, because of compounding, you're going to have so much by the end when you're, when you retire. Um, if you just did that, you're going to have a whole bunch more. So a little, a lot of little movements and a lot of little things right at the beginning can make a huge impact later on. And yet most federal employees will put stuff into their TSP because it's there and they want to get the match, but that's about as much as they manage it. They just put it in and they don't realize that, oh, if I do it this way and if I change it as the economy changes and if I do this and this and then and actually work with it, the amount could possibly be, I, I can't say numbers, of course, because <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but it could be the, because of that compound, it could be a heck of a lot more because yeah. from the very beginning, they're managing that and watching it and bobbing and weaving at the right times. Exactly. And of course, most of those people who are able to do that are working with some sort of professional who's telling them, hey, move this, do that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and as long as you find someone that is a fiduciary or of that stature where they they can help 
provide that advice, right? If somebody's insurance only licensed, they're not going to be able to give guidance on the TSP funds and things like that. Right. They might give guidance on life insurance, but then they're not able to provide the other guidance just strictly based on the rules and regulations of their licenses, right? And so we yeah. have to make sure that if you want guidance on the TSP, that you're getting it from a place where it they can actually provide good and fair guidance because they're in these numbers. They've they've done a set amount of training and they're licensed to be able to provide that information for you. And so it's very key um, when working with any you know financial professional that you make sure that they're fiduciary um, standard at least to make sure that they're going to do what's in your best interest, number one, and number two, that they can provide the guidance necessary for your TSP and other things. If you're looking at, you know, what, am, what can I do now to make a big difference in my future? Yeah. Yeah. And so really you need to look for that type of a person right away. A lot of people aren't looking for that person right away, but really from, from our opinion, and we're just going to give our opinion, because we have seen, and, and the reason we have this opinion is because we have seen the effects of it. We have seen the the positive effects and the negative effects of not doing this. So we highly recommend that that actually gets done on the earlier end. Now let's talk about the other end where a lot, a majority of the people that come to our workshops are within five years of retirement of retiring. And so some of them, this one guy, <laughs> one guy, I remember I was, where was I? I think I was in North Carolina doing an in-person workshop and he came in and I said, so uh, when do you plan on retiring? And he said, Friday. <laughs> really? Oh, like this Friday? I said, have you ever been to a workshop to learn about your benefits? And he goes, nope, that's why I've come here today. I'm like, whoa, okay. Now in the workshops, we do we do this thing where after the workshop, um, you can sit down with an advisor where uh, an advisor that we trust, that we've kind of vetted and trust and, and know, and you get two meetings, free meetings that are all complimentary, no obligation cost or anything like that, where you get to sit down mm -hmm. and they gather some information and then they give you a report to say, hey. And so this guy was like, oh yeah, I guess I got to do that right now. And so this was on Tuesday. On Wednesday, they met. On Thursday, they did the report. And on Friday, his last day of work, his last day, he went back to work, took back his paperwork, changed some things, turned it back in and retired with a better retirement than what he would have had, had he not made those changes. Yeah, because, you know, once you're, once you have filled out those that paperwork some of those uh decisions are irrevocable and so it's right. very very key to do it before you've actually separated from service or shortly thereafter depending on what you're trying to change uh to to make sure that you're not paying for more benefits than you need mm -hmm. or you know whatever and so it's very 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 key to make sure that you understand your benefits how they're going to affect you in retirement what is the amount, the cost, the premium, whatever going to be versus certain coverages like, you know, survivor benefit, how much is your spouse going to get as the, opposed to how much it's going to be taken from your pension, your Fegley benefit, um, 
you know, TSP, obviously you're not contributing anymore, but you know, what does that balance look like and how long does it need to last you? And, and is it going to last you? Uh, you know, can you meet up to a certain standard or dollar amount where you're able to keep the lifestyle that you have, um, you know, it, when you retire or are you living off a of chicken soup in the trailer or something? <laughs> you know? I mean, what does that look like? Um, because this is the real deal, right? When, when certain costs get, cer- get so expensive that it starts eating away at your pension mm-hmm. and you don't have enough to live on, what are you going to do? I mean, that's mm-hmm. a real question. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and I think people need to take a look at worst case scenario, best case scenario. And, and the financial professionals that we have that we work with, that's what they do day in, day out with federal employees. And they're making sure that everything is in good order, that, that they understand the consequences, good and bad, to what's going to happen with their pension and their benefits and all of that sort of stuff. And so it's very key um, to, to getting that report and making sure that you know, planning is done as soon as possible um, because that's when you're then in a crisis planning. And haven't you had people in your workshop, Kevin, who have come and they're already retired? Yeah. And that's where I wanted to get to next was a lot of people think, whoa, you know, that's almost too late uh, one week before. Well, I have had, a, I've had, I had one guy, this is the extreme the longest retired person that has come to a workshop has been, he was retired for 20 years. Wow. And he was coming to figure out how to fix what was already broken. (laughs) And, and he would, he there, Oh, well, I could just go on and tell stories about this, but, and he's not the only one. It is not uncommon for us to have people come into the workshop who have already retired and then they start realizing, oh, I should have done, oh, dang, I can't, that's irrevocable, huh? Mm, I should have done that. Or how much time before I have to change this one because I did that one wrong or, boy. And and so, Cassie, I don't know if you would agree with me, but I think the, the answer to how late is too late, I don't know that it's ever too late, but the, but the more, and, and okay, actually, I'm going to go back to the beginning. This okay. is this is my theory, and this is the way I've seen it, and, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, but when you start your federal service, we ought to be planning from that point on. The longer we put off planning, the more the government is making the decision for us. Yes. And as we get closer, they have started, well, it's going to be this. And then when we retire, they've... Uh, decisions are made and then we have some time to change things or not. And then, and just, but the more, and, and we don't want the government to make our decisions. Right. Right. Okay. So good. Some people feel comforted in the fact that the government takes care of them as an employee, but let me tell you, things change in retirement. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I don't want the government to be in control of my retirement. Yes. My money. Uh, Right. Because the government in some cases could say, you can have that. But if you went back and said, well, but if I switch that, I could have this, which is even higher. And they're like, yeah, but we're in control. So you're going to get what actually benefits us being the government more than it affects or helps you. So we're going to do it this way. And that's a real thing. I mean, essentially, though, these are all government 
annuities or government pensions, yeah. right? So at some to some level, the government will be in control. However, again, if you can make on some of the elections and, and selections that you get a choice about as an employee to make those slight adjustments or big adjustments that may be necessary to make sure that you're maximizing that pen, pension benefit and minimizing the cost for certain things uh, while keeping certain coverages in place that you may or may not need, or that you, you know, obviously should have, then that's that's the key, right? Is figuring out how to navigate these these different things in in a manner that is in the employee's best interest, so that way they feel supported and they feel good about their retirement. Who doesn't want to feel good about their retirement? I mean, I, <laughs> I've right. got goals, right? And I want to feel like I have power within that that time of my life. Um, to have freedoms and to meet, to make those goals happen. But if I just leave it to chance and say, okay, Mr. Government, go ahead and, and, you know, do what you want. And I'm not even going to pay attention to how much is being taken out of my, my pension benefit for Fegley or, or FEHB or whatever. And I'm, you know, eventually I've actually heard stories where some retirees will owe the government money or they'll have to make certain changes <laughs> when they're, you know, 80 to 85 years old, because proper planning wasn't done 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago in that plan to ensure that they didn't have no pension, right? right? When they need it most. Yes. And of course, even in getting cost of living adjustment, that's barely keeping up with inflation. Yeah. If it keeps up with inflation, depending <clears throat> on the time frame that you're retired. And so it's so key uh, to make sure that you get a professional set of eyes on your plan just to see, okay, is it legit or not? Can things be changed or not? Should adjustments be made to ensure you have a better situation moving forward? Um, I don't know about you, but I want to mind <laughs> another opinion. Even if you are retired, make sure you're getting a, a, a professional look at that information because mm -hmm. it never hurts. There are some benefits that you can decrease that you can never get back. But again, you don't want to make those adjustments and then also uh, hinder yourself if you do need a certain uh, coverage or, or income or what have you. And so it's just, it's very, very key to make sure that you're getting your, your pension and your benefits taken a look at with somebody who understands the federal program, right? Because then there's the other kicker. Okay, I'm doing my planning, but I'm doing it with a financial professional or someone who doesn't understand my benefits. They might not be able to provide the correct guidance for you. They can tell you what OPM says. They can tell you what HR has already given you, but they're not going to give you anything more above and beyond. And if you should make a deposit for that military service or what is going to be the financial impact on you know, making deposit for non-deduction service or, or what's going to happen uh, because I had part-time service or whatever the, the scenario is for you. Um, you know, when can I take my PSP penalty-free? I mean, all of these different questions are things that uh, financial professionals who are in our network, um, who deal with the federal employees on a regular basis, understand how to coordinate all that and can answer those questions for you. Yeah. Boy, you brought up so many points. I was like, oh... We could do a whole podcast on that one and that one and that one and that one and that one. And that one. <laughs> I guess that'll have to wait for another time, but so many good points. Great. All right. So is it too ever too soon? No. Is it ever too late? 
It depends. Right. right. It does depend. It does depend uh, on. It depends on. I, I, you know, just so many factors. I age. How far away you are from retirement? Do you need the money? Do you not need the money? Um, it, one one comment you said was um, that it could get messed. I'm, I'm paraphrasing what you said, but things could get messed up when you need it the most. And when we need it the most typically is when we're at the point where we can't work anymore, where work, going back to work is no longer an option. And right. all we have is whatever is already there. And that is, and then medical bills become more expensive at that point. And then that's when we need it the most. And oh boy, we could just keep going on and on with that. But yeah, so, so good to think about these things on the earlier end, if possible. So any of you out there who have, uh, who are on the younger end or who have coworkers on the other end and young, on the younger end, please have them go to our, one of our workshops and learn about this now so they aren't taken off guard. Yeah. Cassie, last words of wisdom? Just take action. If yeah. you're not sure about something, if you're curious about something, if you think it's too early, says who? <laughs> go get a plan. Talk to somebody. Start somewhere because if you never start, you never start. Love it. Great. Thanks. We'll see everyone next time. Tens of thousands of federal employees have relied on the Fed Pilot workshops to help them navigate the complex world of federal retirement benefits. Join us at one of the many Fed Pilot workshops held each month. Register for free at fedpilot.com and we'll see you there.